Welcome everyone to Twin Stores Academy Bootcamp Day number two. We're gonna learn together about the differences in the Middle Eastern cultures. We're gonna do a comparison between the Western culture and the Eastern culture, and we will understand why it matters when it comes to scripture to understand the Bible in a different perspective. And I just want to give you an idea before we start. It's not that the Western perspective is the best perspective or the Eastern perspective or the Eastern culture is the best culture. No, both cultures are important and both are equal. It's not who's right, who's wrong. It's a perspective that from both of them, we're gonna get the positive, things from each culture to understand Jesus' mindset. So why culture matters? Because the reason I'm doing this webinar in Twin Tours Academy, because we see so many believers that come to Israel and completely miss the core meaning of the stories of the Bible. It may surprise you to know how different the Middle Eastern mindset how different is Jesus' mindset? It's a Hebraic and Aramaic way of thinking. And the Western culture is American inherited from the Greek way of thinking. So there's a gap between the East and the West. And in this webinar, we will try to make the gap less and less and less and understand the Jesus mindset. And this is why it all matters. And most Christians in the Western culture have inherited the Roman, the Greek way of thinking, meaning they think in a different way than the people of the Bible. This means that much of what you read in the Bible is not understood and can get confusing when explaining it through a Western lens. And this is why we have to understand the ancient audience. This is why we have to understand the Middle Eastern perspective, because the writers of the Bible do not write from a Western mindset. They were Semitic people from the Near East. They were in nature from the Middle East, and they wrote to people in the Middle East. That was the audience. And using a conversation in Hebrew and in Aramaic Middle Eastern, and not English. Simply, the Bible was written to an ancient audience using ancient context that they readily understand. And this is why in Twin Tours Academy, we will introduce you to these ancient way of thinking. The more you understand Jesus' mindset, the more you understand the Bible in a deeper way. Our hope in Twin Tours Academy is to help you to understand also the context that you can apply it to your own life with your walk with the Lord and apply it to the world you live in, even in the West and carry it from the past of the first century to the present and make it much more real to you and make it so important and alive. When you understand the Middle Eastern mindset, when you understand the culture and the customs, the Bible will become colorful and meaningful. And 
as the early church moved away from the original culture of the first century and the original culture of the Bible, later in the fourth century, it found its home in the West. Christians began to lose touch with the original meaning of the ancient world of the Bible, like cultural aspects, like customs, and the context was totally lost throughout the centuries of modernizations after Emperor Constantine in the fourth century. And even the biblical languages became unknown, like Hebrew and Aramaic, and the church is having today in the West some identity crisis, and this is why they need to go back to the roots, to the Jewish faith of our identity. Because when you go back to your roots, you're going to have a strong foundation. And this is our hope and vision. Everything started in the fourth century anti-Semitism with Emperor Constantine. Even, even out of good intentions, he shifted the day of prayers and worship of the early Jewish followers of Christ from Saturday to Sunday, which made it different from the Jews. He wanted to distinct himself. He wanted to separate himself from the Jewish way of thinking. And this is why he done that. He also banned any services on Saturday. He took many pagan gods and introduced them to the church. And even, even, he just, the name of, he wanted to put the name of Jesus over the Roman pagan gods. And he wanted to bring Christianity over the Roman Empire. And he succeeded in doing that. Because this is what did he know at that time. So Eastern culture versus Western culture. And I'm going to give you some examples of what I mean. And I'm going to give you some modern examples too. Because the West is like the left brain. It's all logic. Emperor Constantine was like from a Greek-Roman way of thinking. And the East is like the right brain, first century. We rely upon our feelings, our emotions, our pride, and our honor in the Middle East. Both can use the other brain, by the way, East and West. Both, we can learn how to use our other brain, but it's like using our offhand. You aren't coordinated or comfortable when you do that, but it's possible. If you're right-handed, try to use your left hand, it's harder, but it's possible. The right hand is like the West. It's functional. The right hand is uh, productive. The left hand is nearby the heart. It's more emotional. So the left is like the East. Also, the West is like the male mindset, which is strong, all right? It's stubborn. He wants to do what he wants. The East is much like the female mindset because Aramaic and Hebrew is poetic language. It goes into the details, like the females, they are very emotional. They want to understand every single point. The Western church also is so much hungry for knowledge. You just want to learn more. You, you're 
like your appetite is so much open to know knowledge about the scripture. But in the East, we have this knowledge, we have this truth. This is why we are more patient. And the West tries to discover all the secrets of life. But the East, we are not worried by these things because the truth has already been presented to us because we understand scripture in the right way. The West focuses on the logical mind, but the East, like Jesus, does not think in the logical only, but he thinks in parables. We think in stories. We think about relationships. We think about connecting the word of God to our daily lives. So there's a lot of differences between Aramaic, Hebraic, and Greek way of thinking. Aramaic can only be spoken and understood through the heart. An intellectual person without heart contact will not grab hold or understand the depth of the language. The heart sings songs. What do you do when you're happy? Your heart rejoices. This is how the Jews throughout pilgrimage, three times a year, they have to go up to Jerusalem. They are rejoicing. They're chanting the Psalms of Ascent. They're expressing their emotions from inward to outward and singing. It's like a rhythm. It's like tones. They are themselves. And because here there are expressions for unconditional love. I'm going to give you some Aramaic words. And these Aramaic words will sound like poetry. And these Hebraic words, like in Aramaic, love, obo, obo. Another word in Hebrew, love, is ahava, ahava. You see the sounds? It's way different than the English or the Latin or the Greek, which is precise, concise, and so much to the point. But there is deeper meanings for that hobo, which means hobo is the love between God the creator and his people. It's about relationships. The more you spend time reading scripture, the more you understand the word of God, and the more you have a healthier relationship. Another word, I just want you to hear the Aramaic words, how it sounds. Rahmoni. Rahmoni means merciful. Rahmoni come from the Ruach, come from the Spirit of God, which means my merciful God. Rahmoni, the I is mine. So this it sounds like it sounds like poetry. In Hebrew, Rahmanut. Rahmanut, which is God, the creator. He has so much mercy. He has so much patience. He has so much love for his creation. And not many people are able to hear these songs of the heart. Hebrew and also Aramaic has been built specially that it embraces your heart's desires. It embraces the relationship between the father and the son and the community rather than it divides. It welcomes interpretation. You read the word of God to revere, to build a relationship. 
and the Aramaic language, I'm holding my Aramaic Bible here, and the Aramaic language doesn't distinguish between the mental, the physical, the emotional, and the spiritual. It is all together. They become a functioning revelation of the word of God. But the Greeks differentiate, like to categorize, the West like to differentiate between the spirit and the emotions and the physical and the mental. They like to categorize things in order to understand, in order to comprehend from the mind, but it's not about the mind. It's about the heart. I'm going to give you more examples. The Greek way of thinking, they ask why something should be done. You always, why? I need to understand why this happened. Tell me more. No. In the Aramaic, it asks what must be done. It's built into action, not only talking, but walking the path. Greek thought is about the other word, eschatology. They always ask about the future. But the Aramaic, it's about the present reality. The Greek self-expression and freedom is a virtue. To the Aramaic and Hebraic mind, the perfect virtue is the obedience that brings you the freedom, upside-down kingdom. So most Christians in the Western culture have inherited the Greek way of thinking. It means they think in a different way than the people of the Bible. This means that much of what you read in the Bible is lost in a Western culture and then becomes confusing when it is explained through a Western lens. And this is why at Winston's Academy, we're gonna explain for you things in the Middle Eastern lens. We're gonna take verses from the Bible in Hebrew and in Aramaic and go back to the origins. I hope you will be able to appreciate what Twin Tours, me and Tony, our Near Eastern perspective bring you to be aware of the depth of the scripture and it will be a revelation to you. And our focus is to know Jesus through the Middle Eastern eyes. But let me give you more examples, what I mean. The Greek, they worship the holiness of beauty. The Aramaic and Hebrew, we worship the beauty of holiness. The Greek seeks reasons and rational for ultimate authority. They want to make decisions based on what they know. The Aramaic and Hebraic, we go with the flow. It's a revelation which becomes the final authority. We surrender it all. The Greeks is like masculine, like the man, pragmatic exclusive and everything has to be exact because for the Greek truth is rational and scientific something that can be explained and logically tested with a scientific method this is how the Greek think for the westerners the focus is on facts and validation how can I validate an idea to be true it is not true unless it has been tested and tried first. But in the Hebraic, 
it's different. You go day by day. You have to finish like uh, things and to go with the flow and you don't have to understand it and make rational because it's relational, it's to revere. So the Greek is organized. Hebraic is relational, is living it. It's having the feelings, the experience. Now the Greek is boxy. I want to do this. I want to do this right now. In Hebraic, we don't do it right now. We go with the flow. We are fluid. We live the moment. We do not make decisions immediately. We have endurance. The Greek, formal without many customs. Hebraic, informal with many customs we have. All is simple, no formality. We are ourselves. The Greek, value the mind and the thought, which is great. Now, do not misunderstand me. As I said, the Greek way of thinking is amazing. The Hebraic way of thinking is also great. We need to put them together because we have great things in both cultures. The Greek is theoretical. Hebraic is action-oriented now. The Greek is timely. They come on time. That's amazing. They're well-organized. But the Hebraic, we never show up on time. Now, why I am saying all of this? Because the Bible is a Hebraic-Aramaic mindset. It is metaphors, parables, stories, communities. And let me drive a contrast between the parables of ancient times and the way of thinking and today. Now, why do you think Facebook, all these social media, Instagram, are very successful today? This social outlet, because it's all about stories, because it's about people, because we are relational people. We like to be nosy. We like to know what is happening with our friends and families. We like to look at things. We like to understand and communicate with things this is how we are made and this is the idea of the east and when they put it with the west in the social media it is powerful why did jesus use parables why idioms before the social media we had here we before i remember from my father the tv this is where people were communicating and hearing the stories and hearing the news. And before the TV, I remember from my grandfather, he told me stories about his village when the old men will go together and sit nearby the radio. And this is when they get the news in the evenings. And then after that, they will share the stories, what's happening around them. And uh, they would discuss and socialize the events. So before that, in the first century way of thinking, it was all about the community, which brings all the people together, bonfires or courtyards of their homes or in the countryside, 
from word to mouth. They discussed the news. This is how Jesus was moving from one village to another village. He was preaching in one synagogue to another synagogue, from one boat ride to another, from word to mouth, communication, social network. Why all stories are powerful? Jesus was the best storyteller ever because they draw the people together. We are made to be together. We share ideas. We share principles. We bond together. We are made to be together. And Jesus taught all these parables, knowing that these stories would be shared over and over, word by word, and spread to villages. And to fully understand the stories that Jesus done, the parables, we must put them in the right culture. We have to put them in the custom. We have to understand the first century words of Jesus and to bring it to be alive. If we don't understand the context or the parable, we will not understand what Jesus said. So we have to go all the way back and get educated to learn about our Hebraic and Aramaic roots in order to understand the Bible in a healthy way. In the West, what is the definition of success? Most Westerners tend to define success by their level of education, PhD or doctorate. Don't misunderstand me, that's not wrong, that's great. Or the title they have, or the job that they have, which shapes the Western concept even of faith. Now, to us, the Middle Eastern mindset, faith and success are not about education. The West is all about achieving, achieving, achieving. In the East, it's not about what you achieve. It's about the anointing on your life that brings all of the achievements and the blessings. By the way, it's very liberating and it's more free. And you feel lighter if you think from a Middle Eastern mindset. That does not mean do not study or get educated. No, it's healthy, but it is not all about the education. The West also emphasizes on how Westerners focuses on validation. They want to know how they can validate an idea to be true. Even they want to validate scripture. They believe it can't be true unless it has first been tested. No, it's from the heart in the East. We focus, however, uh, our focus is not to validate. Our focus is not on how, but on what and who. What we have to do. What was done and who did it? So the stories in the Bible will become much more real because we will experiencing it. It becomes much more true to our lives because it's a relation. It's to revere and no need to rationalize it or define it or test it. We have to accept it by heart. The Eastern views is that the truth is always unfolding, always revealing. This is why Hebrew is in layers. This is why Aramaic is in layers, can go to seven layers to completion. 
And that is why we experience the word of God when we go back to the roots, to Jesus' way of thinking. I'm going to give you one example. John 8, 31, 32 says, So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you abide in my word, word, scripture, you are truly my disciples. The scripture was written in Hebrew and Aramaic. You are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Every believer knows this sentence and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. But you don't understand the words before. It is a conditional statement. If you abide in my words, which means if you study my words, if you spend time reading scripture, then you will be knowing the truth and then the truth will set you free. In order to experience the truth, a person needs to invest a lot of time learning the word of God so that it becomes more than just an idea or a fact and it will become a reality. At Winston's Academy, will bring the reality of the depth, of the meanings, of the word of God to you. I'm going to give you an example. Jesus said, I am Torah. Torah is very hard to explain in one word. Torah, literally in Hebrew, comes from the root letter Yare. Yud, Reish, Yud, Yare, which means to shoot. God shooted Torah, shooted life on Mount Sinai to Moses. Jesus said, I am Torah. I did not come to abolish the law. I came to fulfill the law. When Jesus is saying that, it means he's saying, I came to give the right interpretations of Moses' law because I am Torah. I am life. So Torah, remember these words in English, dig. Dig with D first, direction. When you read Torah, you have direction in your life. And Jesus himself was Torah. When you read Torah, you have instructions. And then you have guidance, dig, directions, instructions, and guidance. You dig deep into Torah. Moses, when he received Torah on Mount Sinai, he went all the way and had directions from God. He had instructions how to build the tabernacles. And he had guidance by the power of the Holy Spirit. When we read Torah, when we read scripture, we have life, life. Jesus is Torah. We just, just barely scratched the surface in uncovering the Middle Eastern perspective and how it can be applied to your life. Again, at Winsters Academy, we have a lot of online courses that explain for you Jesus' first century eastern mindset and our only focus and our prayers is to give you the tools in the west to understand the east and how it was originally formed how the people lived how the people talked together what languages what parables meant and the customs the cultures 
And why did they say this? And why did Jesus say that? In order to deepen your relationship with God and to see the real image of Jesus, to see Jesus through the Middle Eastern eyes, to introduce to you Jesus, the real image. I believe today because of technology and because of the amazing Western inventions, like all the social media and everything, is the perfect time of history to learn about Jesus' roots, to learn his mindset. And we're going to use this technology to deepen your relationship with God when you understand the Bible words. So join us in Twins Tours Academy. We have friends from all over the world. We have people from South America. We have people from all over USA. We have people even from South Africa, even from Australia. And even we have people from the Far East and the Philippines that are joining. The word of God is reaching the healthy, the Middle Eastern perspective is the perfect time of history to reach the world today. There are more than 70 hours of teachings. And every week, we will add one class, one lesson. We are using Western technology to expand Jesus' mindset. And that is like a lot of courses. We, for example, we have courses about the original text of the Bible. We have a course reading the Bible in Aramaic, verse by verse, and explaining it in Jesus' mindset, starting from the book of Matthew. We have also another course about the historical geography of the land. We take you to the locations of, for example, the story of David and Goliath. We show you where the Israelites stood. We show you the topography. We show you where David went and where it's mentioned in the Bible. And it will become alive to you when you hold scripture in your hands and see the geography, see where the Philistines came from and see where David came from, from Bethlehem down and where did they met. And when the topography, you see it by your own eyes, the Bible suddenly opens things. And when we take the words from the scripture and use the meaning of every word to explain even the location, it will make complete sense. And by the way, it's so simple because we have the tools. We have the languages. We have the text. So we love to share it with you in these courses. And there's other courses like Tony is doing weekly Torah portions. He reads for you from the original Hebraic text in Hebrew. And he gives you the depth of the meaning of the Hebraic words of Revelation, of Genesis, and it's going to be an eye-opener for you. And it's great. You can use it from your own mobile phone, wherever you are, at home, or at work, or wherever, any place you want to learn more, you can open it on your mobile phone. Just put www.twinstours.com. And even from any tablet you have, the technology made it so simple. And even from your own home, from your own desktop, you can access 
all these courses. I want to thank you so much. And the third webinar will be interviews with students that attended these courses and what they say about it. Life-changing experience.